Hello and welcome to episode 139 of the Nerd Out Loud podcast. Today is Monday, November the 14th, the year of our Lord, 2016. And we're here to talk about the things that you nerd out about and we nerd out about and everybody nerds out about. Today, I've got a very special treat for you guys. I am joined by not one, but two co-hosts. One of them... You're probably missing. The other one, you don't even know that you should be missing, but I bet you're missing. First and foremost, let me introduce you to my lovely wife, Christina Wise. Hello. Christy, it's been a while. Yes, that's true. <laughs> Welcome back. Thank you. And last but not least, Mr. Jesse Dolamore. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> You're, Thank, you're on to make th- us feel better, right? <laughs> that I am Dr. Feelgood. That is, that's what I do, yeah. <laughs> Happy to be here, guys. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Yeah, friend of the show, Jesse Dolamore. Uh, I'm sure that we'll touch on it one or two times throughout the show, but Jesse also has his own podcast, I Doubt It With Dolamore, that is um, News and Ridiculous Comment is kind of the, the tagline that you guys have. That's right, yeah. Is that right? And an awesome My- YouTube channel. Well, yeah, a growing YouTube channel. That's right. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Yeah. So we brought Jesse on. Well, uh, I mean, I had plans to record with Jesse anyway. Uh, Of course, the timing is fortuitous with the events of the last week uh, regarding the election and everything. And so we kind of have a uh, we have a plan or I have hatched a plan to bring Jesse on because uh, one of the things that I really appreciate about Jesse is his ability to kind of think critically and uh also um he's hella smart <laughs> he's hella smart <laughs> yeah, yeah. he's hella smart and he's uh he's re- a realist he's not sensational and uh in, in a bad way he's not sensational you know what i mean and, wow uh, yeah sorry that, that it's, really... it's already it's already going poorly I he's was... a, not sensational at all he's very humdrum i was trying, I was trying <laughs> to be nice road. but it really went off the rails so whatever anyway i i think what you mean to say is i'm not a sensationalist yeah yes. there we go <laughs> that's what i mean <laughs> somewhere yeah no, I must make people so mad every time when I talk and just misuse words. butcher quotes and misuse words. And ah, it's part of your charm. I love you guys. Uh, and well, I'm boy. not lumping Christy into your shit show. I'm just. Yeah, no. Christy. Collectively, I love you guys. Yeah. Christy, who went to a real college, as my six-year-old daughter loves to point out. <laughs> that her teacher's smarter because her teacher's to... smarter because she went to a real college as opposed to her dad who just went to a bible college she's not wrong <laughs> she I, I was gonna say she has a point yeah no uh i've said many things about my lovely daughter and uh, uh anyway yeah. your your college would be mike pence approved yeah yes. for sure but you know what i did for two years i went to shoreline community college so i do have a real Degree. That's a real college. Yeah, yeah, it's a real college. I just yeah. found out tonight that apparently Aaron Rodgers, the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers. Um, yeah, I don't. Do you, do you watch professional football at all? Yeah, a little bit. Okay, so you know how sometimes at the beginning of the game they like show little videos when they're introducing the offensive or de- defensive players, and it's just like their head and they're introduced. They say their name and then what school they went to. 
Yes. I found out today that apparently sometimes uh, Aaron Rodgers like changes the name of the school every time. Like sometimes he shouts out his high school. Sometimes he shouts out his community college that he went to <laughs> as opposed to the college that he went to to actually play football for. Yeah. Well, I'm sure he played. He probably played football at the community college or the yeah. junior college. Yeah. That's kind of a. We're really going off the rails here already, but that's kind of a, a, a like not a rite of passage, but it's a way to get big scholarships to prove your ability if you're not quite, you know, he went to Cal, he went to Berkeley, and so I guess I do know a little bit about football, um, and he probably wasn't ready like his freshman or sophomore year, so he got some playing time, he got some reps with a smaller school. Yeah. Yeah, and th- that's much like what I did when I went to Bible college. <laughs> yeah. I went to community college first <laughs> to get some reps with a smaller school until I got called up to the big leagues where I could learn the hard and true facts like the earth being 6,000 years old <laughs> and Listen, all that kind of fun stuff. There, there, there's no bigger leagues than Jesus, buddy. <laughs> Literally the king of the universe. I was actually talking to somebody after the election. Um, let me nudge us back in that direction. And... Uh, uh, they called me the night of because uh, as the nation was getting in a slow car wreck, we actually got in a car accident of my own. Me and Christy were heading over to our friend's house for what we were hoping was going to be a uh, election party. a celebration of <laughs> the first woman president of the United States. And uh, we were on our way and somebody just, you know, uh, ran into us. 100% like we were just driving in our lane and somebody turned into the same lane as us, tried to occupy the same spot with their car as that ours was already in. And unfortunately, they had a, they had an SUV and yeah. uh, did a little number on our Toyota Corolla. But Wow. Uh, here it we was are. an omen. It was an oh omen. Yeah. 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 We got back in the car and Christie's Christie's dad is kind of a election nerd i mean he's always been into politics but he loves election elections specific. specifically yeah. and like all the breakdown of all the electoral college and all that stuff and he'd been going on about it for like weeks on facebook and it's like his day and uh uh christy looked at her phone when we got back in the car after the police came and everything from the accident and goes my dad says that it looks like Trump's going to win, and this was this was before yeah. anybody was saying it really on the it was at, at least like on the news that we were or watching. Seven. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, no, I just assumed he was wrong, but uh, but he was yeah. not. He was not. <laughs> so Jesse, uh, what I was hoping that we could do, we have Christy has the "Am I a Jerk?" segment. For once, Christy's going to bring herself before the court of jerkdom, <laughs> and then I have some space news. But I wanted to kind of take the body of the show. Um, because I was curious, I mean, I want to hear from everybody, obviously, Christy and, and, and you, I'd love to hear, but, um, I kind of want to hear like what your initial thoughts were, uh, where you're at now and most importantly, kind of what your plans are moving forward. Um, one of the things that I've loved about this week, uh, (laughs) probably one of the only things that I've loved about this week is it's this whole turn of events has seemed to grab a lot of people, People seem motivated to affect change, and I'm yeah. kind of interested in hearing what your plan is and, and other people, too, because I think uh, it feels like there's this collective sense of we need to do something, and um, and I would love to kind of try and harness some of that and point people in a direction that's productive and, uh, and helpful to actually making this country actually better. So... Um, Jesse, why don't we? Uh, do you mind? Do you mind kind of starting off with uh, <laughs> how Monday went or Tuesday went for you, and and uh, and kind of where you're at now? 
Well, well, Tuesday, obviously, I was, like probably millions and millions of Americans, uh, really looking forward to the day. Um, Hillary Clinton certainly wasn't my first choice uh, for the nomination for the Democrats, and just as Donald Trump was not my first choice for the <laughs> Republicans. So I was, it was a kind of a celebratory mood. I got, I got cajoled into doing a Facebook Live session, which I thought would be a half hour. And because of the way that it turned, I ended up for like five hours talking solo going through really the roller coaster of certainty that she was going to win and you know obviously that's not what happened so the world or you know several thousand people got to witness firsthand yeah my my cracking up yeah um i i don't i didn't want <laughs> i mean i think a I, I thought just as much as you that it was in the bag. So know mm-hmm. that I am not saying this in it, trying to deride you in any way. But I remember, I think I even saw one of your posts like, how early is it for me to start tooting my own yeah. horn? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, absolutely. Yeah, I was wrong. Yeah. I, I'm not I'm not too, too, too proud to, to admit when I'm wrong. Well, clearly, there's the no way around it. Every pollster <laughs> ever. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. So up until this point, and your audience probably doesn't know me very well, but up to this point, I've been a registered no party preference. So not a registered independent, because that's actually a political party here in California. But I was a no party guy. Completely down the middle, I thought. uh, More of a centrist. And after Donald Trump won, although I should say that I'm a former Republican, voted for George W. Bush twice. um, And I really, Bernie Sanders was the first Democrat I ever voted for. This primary season, yeah, Hillary Clinton, Hillary Clinton being the second. So the morning after the election, I woke up, still groggy, still confused, angry, and set myself straight away to re-registering as a Democrat. Really? Yeah. So I am now a registered uh, Democrat member of the Democratic Party. And that is exactly what I'm going to do moving forward, not just with the messaging within my show, my twice weekly show, but also I'm going to get involved at my local level. I'm going to get involved in maybe having local people on my program, and I'm going to get involved in different organizations, whether it be uh, through you know monetary support or... Again, amplifying their voice using my show. You know, it's I, I'm blessed enough. I use that term very loosely, but I'm blessed <laughs> enough to, to, to have a show and you know have people listen all over the world. And eh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do as much as I can. You know, the ACLU, the Anti Defamation League. There's several, several um, LGBT groups that I'd like to, to, to get involved with, and. The other thing that I would I would recommend that your your audience do, as I've recommended to mine, or I will on this next episode coming up that I haven't recorded yet, um, I'm going to subscribe to a newspaper. Donald Trump has for a long time, and especially during the past 18 months of his campaign, derided and maligned our sacred First Amendment right to free press and expression and freedom of speech. He wants to roll back libel laws to be able to sue people who write bad stories or stories he believes to be not shining and glowing with positivity about him. And the the newspaper business, the print newspaper business, is already in jeopardy. And I think that 
it would go a long way if you just picked a paper that you really liked and supported them by throwing a little money their way and subscribing because it's the press right now is under attack by just about half this nation led by the orange-faced Fuhrer himself, Donald Trump. And I think that would be an awesome move going forward uh, to support a cherished institution that does us all far more good than, than a lot of us know. The thing about uh, newspapers that I that I think that maybe a lot of people don't re- realize is that even if you don't even if you don't enjoy print media, um, the news the newspaper organizations are doing like their reporters are doing important work. You know, like they're they're out there breaking stories, doing stuff that matters, and actually helping make a difference yeah. for the media. It's not just this dying medium. Well, that, you know, it is. It to- is. They do comprehensive investigative work that doesn't get done on this clickbait type of culture that's that's so prevalent online. Yeah. And they're they're precious. They really are precious. Yeah. And well, the, and then the, go ahead. I'm sorry, Chris. I was going to say, if you don't actually want to read it, um, you can donate it to schools too. They have that. Yeah. Like you can buy a, like a Seattle Times or New York Times, and then immediately donate it to a school. But you should read it. <laughs> you yeah. should well, ab- I'm just absolutely that. yeah absolutely but sometimes well, people want to read the paper or they only have time to read it once a, a yeah. week or something but yeah only in the last two days donald trump is president-elect of the most powerful country on the earth he's president-elect and just within the last couple days he has been tweeting at the quote-unquote failing new york times he's still taking shots and it is important for us to get involved. And listen, if the print media is not your thing, go out, go out there and either volunteer or donate what, whatever you can. Donate and let people know you donated. It sounds a little crass, but that's the way you get your friends involved. Yeah. To a woman's organization, because he is talking about right now in interviews, repealing Roe versus Wade, which I, I don't think it's going to be overturned. Not repealing, but overturned. And if, if that's not exactly your flavor, if you like living on a planet that's habitable, go volunteer for an environmental group. Because he, he, has, he, has, he has quoted as saying that global warming is a hoax perpetrated by the Chinese <laughs> to get better trade deals. God damn. That's our next president, everybody. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, and so, Jesse... This, uh, I mean, I we were kind of touching on this before we started recording, but I, I am interested in hearing a, a, a longer <laughs> answer and would love to share it with everybody else. Um, I, I mean, I feel uh, at times a little hopeless. Like I've, I'm surprised. Uh, you know, I, I've gone through my own kind of personal awakening over the last like ten years. Um, you know, I, as we've talked about many times on the show, I grew up in an evangelical Christian home and very pretty conservative and um, have have that, you know, that my views and perspective and worldview has been changing kind of progressively over the last 10 years or so. Um, so I, I don't know if I don't know if it's just because of that or I mean, this feels different than the the, the kind of despair i don't know for lack of a better term or like i mean honest depression over the last week um the kind of the gloom and this just grossness uh like i'm i'm a little freaked out you know and um i'm wondering like (laughs) 
please tell me it's not going to be that bad. <laughs> well, it, it, it's not going to be that bad. For one thing, the Senate is only in control. It's con- in control of the Republicans, but they don't have a cloture proof. They don't have enough for a cloture vote on every single thing, which means 60 votes, which means to limit debate, which means to prevent a filibuster where someone can just talk and talk and talk and you never get to actually vote on a bill because the debate just goes on forever. So a cloture vote limits debate and they don't have that. You need 60 votes for that. So the Senate traditionally is what's called the more deliberative body. It's known as that. It's not necessarily that way anymore, but that's where really the compromise gets done. The House was was designed by design to be the majority rules the roost they can do what they want they can strong arm the other side the senate traditionally hasn't been that way so we can really look for because it is a tighter margin a far tighter margin in the senate we can look for more you know reaching across the aisle to try to get shit done mm-hmm. Prob- and i'm hoping i'm hoping to, for it not to be as obstructive as it has been because even if we're trying to push through some of the trump agenda as long as there's the Democratic voice in there, you're going to get elements of, of good and elements of truth to shine through. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, I would definitely, you know, it's and here's the other thing. If I if, if I may, I don't want to bogart the, the all the time here. But <laughs> the other thing to, to for your listeners. Is keep your chin up. The, the country isn't all racist. The country isn't all hate mongers. And gay haters. That It's not all. And this is the other element that I wanted to talk about, and that's the Electoral College. Hillary Clinton won the popular vote by about a half a million people. Mm. So you're, the majority of your neighbors, the majority of your countrymen and women, for Christy and the, <laughs> and the, the third wave fe- feminists, <laughs> um, they are, they're good, decent people who yeah. have empathy and love for their fellow man, man and mankind and it don't be don't despair cuz not everybody's alt right racist assholes yeah most people voted for Hillary Clinton but because of our arcane system of electing a president with the electoral college can i can i give a very brief hi- yes. history lesson yes mm-hmm. okay the electoral college was a- originated with the first 13 colonies so you got very populous states like Virginia and South Carolina, and then you've got states like you know Delaware and Maine that really don't have a lot of people. And so they did this electoral college system because they were afraid that the, the more populous states would just run roughshod over the others. And the reason that would be the case is because imagine in you know, 1789, you don't have Google. You don't have a televised debate watched by 84 million people. Mm-hmm. So they thought, well, if I'm from Virginia and or I'm from wherever, if I'm only going to know about the candidate who's from my state or my region. So we got to have this other system in place so the states with the most population don't win the election every single time because the people are only going to vote for their hometown guy. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not the case anymore. Clearly, we are a tech-savvy society with information. We have more information than we need. So the Electoral College has lived; it's outlived its usefulness. And there, there's a, there's a, uh, I almost said survey. 
there is a, a petition out there by moveon.org. And I, Jeremy will put that in the show notes. How about that? If you'd like to sign that petition, get involved. That would be an awesome way to, to let your voice be heard and, and let it be known that, you're, you know, we're not down with this anymore as a country. And we need to amend the Constitution to get rid of it. Is I mean, what I apparently amending the Constitution is what it's going to take. That's what I was going to yeah. ask. So, I mean, what what is is that a realistic thing that could actually happen someday? Or is that just like a pipe dream? Well, we've 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 amended the Constitution. It is difficult. Um, I've said on my on my show um, just recently that uh, especially relative to you know gay marriage and all that where people are freaking out that we've ele- we've amended the constitution officially technically 27 times but the first 10 times were before it was even it, those things had to be done before it would be ratified so we 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 hit the ground running with 10 amendments mm-hmm. so there's been 17 the the last one was in in the in the or the early 90s and it was that any pay raise that congress votes for itself won't take effect until the very next congress so they're not voting themselves a pay raise. <laughs> right. Yeah. Except for... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Nice. And then the, the one before that was changing the voting age. So, it, yeah, it, it is. It's an arduous process, but it's meant to be. So we only, you know, it's supposed to be this way, but, you know, we had prohibition and dumb mm-hmm. shit like that happen. Mm-hmm. Um, it's supposed to be difficult. It's supposed to be uh, an intricate process. But, you know, if enough Americans raise their voice... That is what gets politicians to to listen is when yeah. Americans are are fucking outraged and want change. Yeah. Yeah. Now, have you ever heard of an organization called Fair Vote? Um uh, let's just say no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> is that is it bad? No, no, it's it sound no, it sounds familiar, but okay. I don't want to say okay. yes and Got you it. know. Um, I don't want to be a filthy liar, Jeremy. Yeah, sure. Right. Yeah, uh, you don't want to be sensational, <laughs> right? <laughs> or whatever, <laughs> whatever that is. Uh, no, I, I was asking about fair vote because I listened to this podcast called On the Media, where it's it's kind of nasal gavy, nasal Jesus, gazy, navel gazy. Yeah, <laughs> there we go. It's not my night. Um, uh, you know, it, media critiquing themselves, talking about you know, they just they talk about it's public media talking about public media basically, and mm-hmm. obviously there's quite a bit of uh, introspection that's that's happened since the election. But they had a guest on from an organization called Fair Vote, and it's it's a national nonprofit, and their their whole mission is basically to more or less get rid of the elector electoral college and. Um, uh, it just really caught my interest, so I was curious if you well, ever let, heard let, of them. It it makes sense that we would be a country like any other modern industrialized nation that one person, one vote. Here's how the math works out on this. You have a state like like uh, Wyoming that has about 600,000 people, not even 600,000 people living there, and they have three electoral votes. California, where I live, has almost 40 million people and 55 votes. Without getting too boring and into the weeds here on the math, that means that one electoral vote represents about a million people, just under a million people in California, and one electoral vote represents fewer than 200,000 people in Wyoming, which means, extrapolating the math, (laughs) 
that Wyoming is represented four times more. There is four times more representation for, in the presidential election for Wyoming mm-hmm. than, than for California. That's a problem. Yeah. So it isn't, it isn't one person, one vote with an electoral college system. We need to go back to just a straight, straight up democracy, not with all this flim flam. You yeah. know, you know the flim flam, Jerry. Yeah, I course. also think that going to one person, one vote that will actually make people go out and vote. I hear so Me much too. in um, Washington. We heard a lot of people, especially um, evangelicals, that were like, "I'm not going to vote for either because I would never vote for a Democrat." Or I hate Hillary, but I also hate Trump. So in Washington, it doesn't matter. I'm just not going to vote. There's a lot of that going on, and that's that was a yeah. huge thing. Like, if you're in a blue state, just don't bother. Yeah. If you have those set set of ideals, and maybe that's the case, and maybe that's why this turned out this way. Yeah, I I, I agree with you 100. percent And I have less of a problem. I'm not giving them a pass at all, but I have less of a problem with someone who cho- chose, like, for instance, I with with the use of expletives. Um, told the members of my audience who live in swing states, pivotal states, if they voted for a third party, well, I, I said to F, F you. Yeah. Very, very aggressively, I said that. <laughs> in fact, we've, we've gotten a little pushback. I also told them they know where the off button is. I, I told them to heave ho. I told them to get lost. Yeah, really, you know, shoot myself in the own, my own foot. But um, that I have less less angst about someone who chose not to vote in Washington or here in California mm-hmm. than I do in a state that was up for grabs like Florida, right. a North Carolina, a, a Virginia, a Michigan, a Wisconsin, uh, those kind, and Ohio. Those yeah. kind of states are far more important because as it is right now, it's really about 14 states throughout the nation that actually vote for president and really elect the president. And that should be that way. It shouldn't. No. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Well, and I heard I I read uh, in a couple different places that it was like basically a hundred thousand votes split up between about three three states that really made the difference. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there there are other other. other wow. Can, I host a podcast. Everybody, you and me both. There are other elements at play here. And this is something that uh, I just did a video today, and I, I brought it up in the middle of it, uh, talking about the voter ID law. Now, I used to not care about voter ID. You think, oh, well, who cares? Why would you care if somebody has to show an ID to, to vote? Who, that's mm-hmm. not a big deal. That is until I heard from Republican lawmakers' mouths that the reason they enact these voter ID laws is to suppress Democratic vote and give Republicans a hand up. In, in the vote. That's a problem. That's that's not being a friend or a fan of free and fair elections. That is an enemy of democracy. And voter ID, voter ID laws need to go. In Wisconsin especially, um, 300,000 people is the number I'm seeing were turned away. We're not allowed to vote because of voter ID. And the margin of victory was fewer than 20,000. So where is the rig- rigged election? That's where it is. That's another problem that we have in our democracy. Hmm. And it would be worth writing a letter, firing it off an email, finding a petition online, getting involved in your local legislature if you live in a state that has photo ID 
to abolish it because it is predicated upon racism. It is, look, it might not look on its face that it's that big a deal, but the reason it's there is so typically trending Democratic voters will will not vote. And that's a, that's a problem. Mm-hmm. And so um, I have heard the term voter ID. Is, they, is there like a specific ID that people have to get in these states that's just for voting? Or is it any photo ID? Well, it's a government-issued ID. But some okay. people don't have a driver's license. Some people don't have the, the, the specific... You know, a concealed carry permit that I don't believe in believe has your goddamn picture on it. No. So, so like a college ID doesn't uh-huh. work in these states because even though it's a government, technically a government issued, the yeah. they don't students are typically Democrat voters. Yeah. So, no, student ID is not going to work, everybody. It's it's just it's insidious and it's underhanded. And it goes against all the tenets that we should be fighting for and striving for as Americans. Yeah. I'm on my soapbox, Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> so find find um, the the um, petitions to just work to get the electoral college yeah overturned. Like that just yeah. needs to be done on a Absolutely. local level. Like me, I got very angry at the caucus system um, here in Washington. If you have a caucus system, work with your local government to get that fixed because I feel that. The whole primary system um, disenfranchised a lot of um, yeah. Democratic voters who just either voted a third party or stayed home or whatever. And I mean, I have words for them too, but like that, that really sucked. I mean, I was having panic attacks and I was so angry the whole time I was there and how we were treated and how that all went down. Um, At the caucus, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. And, and how that whole. The whole primary ended was was really terrible, and so I understand. So we need to fix it at the local level and at the national level. Get this the system fixed. Now I have a question for um, past Jesse Dollamore that <laughs> voted <laughs> for Bush twice. Um, how do you feel that your kind of thoughts and actions are aligning with Michael Moore right now? Oh, uh, wow. Yeah, that's <laughs> you're just twisting the knife right in my ribs, Christy. Well, he's Goddamn. not wrong, right? He's not wrong, but I'm, I don't like propagandists, and I don't like dishonesty relative to the way he makes his films. But you're right. He's not wrong. There's a lot of things that he is spot on about, especially where it relates to income, income inequality mm-hmm. and the our financial infrastructure right now. I mean, listen, people's fortunes were wiped out during the Great Recession of 2008. Mm-hmm. Families were left with nothing, and no one went to jail. No one went to jail when hardworking men and women, Americans, law-abiding citizens who have saved and scraped and, 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 and lived their lives frugal, hoping to have some retirement, hoping to buy some property— that would would increase in value that they'd be able to sell and have some equity in it, it is it is to say it's an injustice or a travesty is not i don't even have the word i'm not smart enough to have the words for it but god damn it someone needed to answer for that and no one went to jail for it no one was cuffed no mm-hmm. one did the perp walk for robbing honest americans and that's 
There's something, and both parties are culpable here. Both parties sure. need to answer for that. Yeah, uh, you can you can have your slogans all the time about too big to fail and too big to jail or whatever the hell they were saying <laughs> this primary season. But you know what? It's going to take more than a slogan to fix the broken system that we have and go back to what I used to abhor, which is a progressive tax system where the rich pay a higher percentage rate. But even Ronald Reagan had a progressive tax rate. Eisenhower, who was a Republican, the top tax rate was 90% under Eisenhower. So it's okay. It's not un-American to have the rich who have far more tax advantages than normal middle-class Americans. I mean, look at Donald Trump, who very well could have not paid taxes for the last generation. Mm -hmm. That's a problem. And we'll never actually know at this point. That's right. Well, I remember in 2008 or or 10, one of those, it was an even number, I was working for a very, very rich boss and doing, you know, prepping his taxes and everything, and I paid a higher percentage tax than he did. And I just That's thought right. that was just, I mean, not, I didn't pay more than he did, but the percentage wise by a lot. That's right. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's just not right. It's not right. Well, because what happens if you have $100 million in the bank and you just want to live off um, you, just capital gains, you know, because you, you don't get a check from a business as your paycheck. Mm-hmm. So you don't pay payroll taxes. Right. You don't pay normal tax. So your income is, is, is taxed completely different than anyone else. And capital gains is often taxed far lower. I think that if you're just if you're just an everyday Joe, if you're a Jeremy and a Christie, and you have a, a a mutual account, you're you're playing in the stock market a little bit, and you make some money, and you you earn some capital gains. It's very generous it, of you. Well, <laughs> yeah, but if it's not your your primary source of income, and it's not really making you a bunch of money, you shouldn't have to pay tax on that. If it is your primary source of income. And you're making some money, it should be taxed like any other income, Correct. not like capital gains and other type of of, of wealth. Yeah, it, we need a completely revamp a revamp of the system that Donald Trump's not going to get done because no. he's not going to no. punish himself. Right. Yeah. Well, and he's going to be too busy building a wall. <laughs> the impossible wall. I, I, listen, I listened to you. Uh, actually, I think it was that same on the media podcast that I mentioned earlier. Uh, I listened to it today, and they actually interviewed a guy that lives in Texas that has a concrete company that he's actually built cement walls, and he he wrote a letter to to Trump early in his campaign saying, "I can do this for you. Like we're we're going to get mm-hmm. it done. I can I can definitely help you build this wall." Mm-hmm. Um Trump has not responded to him yet. But then while they had this guy on the phone, they're like, "Okay, how much concrete is it going to take?" And he spends some time doing the math and um they the more they get into it, the less and less confident he feels. And I mean, this is a guy that builds cement walls for a living. Like this is, right, he right. started his well, own business building cement walls. It and also he has starts to go to through kind of, a river. We well, have to, like people need to realize that. He starts to, uh, <laughs> he starts to doubt himself <laughs> pretty, pretty early on in the process. So, yeah. Well, yeah. I, I think there have been independent experts who have said that just based on the ge- geography of this entire situation, the topography of the area, it's not going to get done. No. It's just not possible. It's not. It's not yeah. feasible. The project. So, and you know, I don't. I don't want to get stuck on this forever. But I. I am just curious. Um, and then we can. We can move on because I. Christy has a. I, I want to hear Christy's. <laughs> am I a jerk <laughs> thing? But. Uh, uh, okay. I mean, 
I, I feel like a lot of the stuff that I've read this last week is everybody saying it's it's whatever. Hillary Clinton failed because her campaign she didn't go to battlegrounds you know, states enough. Uh whatever. It's it's um voter Bernie suppression. Would Bernie would have won. I mean, it's the evangelicals, they showed up, it's the race issue, it's a gender issue, it's sexism, it's racism. What what went wrong? <laughs> I mean, in your in your opinion, obviously, and this is something that probably people will talk about forever, right? But but how how did everybody yourself, myself? I mean, how did everybody get it so wrong? Uh, I don't know yet, but I can say that all of those things played a pivotal role. Yeah, Th- this is, we're in a weird space in American history right now where people are completely anti-establishment. And if I had to pick one reason why, it would be that Hillary Clinton wasn't the candidate for right now. And the Democratic Party dropped the fucking ball on this deal when they when they at whatever level they were colluding against Bernie Sanders. I don't think the fix was in. I don't know that Bernie would have won had had they not tipped, you know, put their thumb on the scale. Debbie Washman Schultz. I don't know that it would have really helped all that much, but. Let me tell you, when you force feed a candidate down the throat of an electorate, you're going to get stung. And mm-hmm. that is exactly what happened here because Hillary Clinton was historically unliked, only outmatched by Donald Trump, her opponent. But Donald Trump, you know, whipped up the fury and the fear and the racism in his electorate. Yeah. And, you know, that coupled with how how much Hillary Clinton was not liked on the other side and you you mix in a little bit how much she's even not liked on her side and it's a it's a recipe for disaster yeah i just i thought that donald trump that there would be so much fear involved in all of his nastiness and insanity that it wouldn't go down yeah but you know yeah that's that's not what happened you, <laughs> obviously. you mean like weeks before the election a video surfacing of the guy that's now the president-elect <laughs> literally bragging about sexually assaulting people yes <laughs> yeah. yes and then of course james comey he for sure has a role to play in this mm. and you know i'd be watching his bank accounts real close to make sure he's not getting payments or something i mean that i'm being i'm being cynical and trying to be funny i don't really think he yeah. took a bribe but yeah. Um, that guy, there's a special place in hell for that fucker. I'll tell you mm-hmm. that. Yeah. I heard, I thought I read somewhere the other day that there's never been a head of the FBI. That's not a Republican. They've all, they've always been Republicans. Um, the one during nine 11, what the hell was his name? He was a Mormon guy that had a bunch of kids, little, little, little small guy. I don't know. Yeah, I think that could be true. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I know that uh, J. Edgar Hoover certainly wasn't a liberal. He was more of a fascist <laughs> type. Yeah. So yeah. Ugh. All right. All right. Well, uh, let's keep your chin up. Keep your chin <laughs> up, everybody. We still live. We still live in the greatest country in the world. We still live in you know one of the freest countries in the world. And I would ad- I would admonish people who are talking about getting the hell out of here and moving to Canada. That's giving up on your country. Yes. Stick around. Be a a a, a light. Move to Wisconsin. You know? Yeah. Move yeah. to swing states. <laughs> <laughs> if you can afford to move, move to a swing state and start from the ground up. 
let let your little light shine. Don't don't keep it under a bushel, as they say. <laughs> Is that a Jesus thing? Trigger warning. Yeah. <laughs> um, the 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 two things that I'm I'm really scared of in all these promises that he said. And, you know, there is a huge difference between a candidate and what they promise and the things that they say and an elected person. And they make a lot of compromises and they, you know, they have to, right? You offer free pizza every day, but then that doesn't <laughs> actually happen, right? Right. Um, the two things that I'm really nervous about are um, taking away the affordable health care especially the provision of the um, pre-existing condition because that has saved people's lives that I actually know having that in. Um, and so that would be terrible. And then the second would be obviously the um, equal marriage because yeah. I mean, right now my dad is married and because to, to an immigrant, to a, right? So because of that, if his marriage became illegal, then my stepdad would be deported because he's no longer a legal citizen yeah. because it was through marriage. And if that marriage isn't legal, he's no longer uh, a legal citizen. I wouldn't listen. I think that your fears are valid and I wouldn't invalidate them. I wouldn't try to make you think, oh, that's dumb. That's a dumb yeah. thought. That's a dumb fear. <laughs> Not at all. But I would try to give you hope that one, I don't think that's on Donald Trump's radar for one. Yeah. Uh, the gay marriage thing. One, it's already settled case law. They would have to amend the constitution. And then the other thing relative to the Affordable Care Act, Donald Trump yesterday said that the two provisions that he will keep um, is pre-existing conditions and also uh, kids up to 26 staying on their parents' insurance. So those are two things that he said were awesome about the bill mm -hmm. that he would for sure keep around. But I would also say this. I don't know. I wouldn't even – I don't know that it's going to be such an easy road to repeal and replace – no. Uh, this massive swath of bureaucracy. He doesn't that understand is... how it works, so how yeah. can he replace it? That's right. Absolutely. And th that's the same with working the government. I mean, he can say that's the whole time during the debates. He would say, "Well, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna send all the immigrants back." Well, he doesn't actually know what that means, and that's he, right. And he doesn't know how to get that to work, <laughs> and he doesn't know how to even how a, he just needs to watch Schoolhouse Rocks to see how a bill becomes a law. <laughs> he probably hasn't even seen that, and so that's hopeful. Yeah. And then my hope is in that two years, people will be so fed up with this that we'll flip the Senate and the House. Yeah, that's uh, for that is for sure my hope, and we need to get involved and active now. Yes, to make that happen in two years. I still, I kind of want to have a pity party till like December first. Is that okay? <laughs> Do your thing. Do your thing. I'm with you. Yeah. I'll sign. I'll sign the. Um, you call Move this, on. Petition. Yeah, I'll, t I'll petition, yeah. sign the petition. Yeah. But then dis until December first, I'm pity party. Uh, all right. Let's uh, let's do this. Am I a jerk? Yes, I'm a jerk. Everybody's jerking around. Yeah. Am I a jerk? Well, you be the judge. Jeremy's never seen the movie The Jerk. Yeah. Everybody's jerking around. Christina. Yes. You have you 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 have something you want to bring before the court. Oh, are you jerkdom. and Jesse the the court? Yeah, okay. Me and Jesse. 
All right. It's a stacked deck. Look okay. out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I will uh, for this. I will let Jeremy be the chief justice, <laughs> and I'll and I'll be an associate justice. <laughs> well, that's so funny. I think Jeremy and I have the same beliefs about it, which is probably that I'm a big jerk. Um, and I'd like to know your thoughts. So, um, just a little tiny background. So we won't get too into it. Is that Donald Trump got elected president? <laughs> right. And then shortly <laughs> after, I think it was Wednesday. Um, there was a huge Facebook group, and I think that's where this like was born or taken mm-hmm. off. There's Pantsuit Nation became a Facebook group that had three million people in it, or something crazy like that. And what they did is they borrowed something that was from the British Brexit movement, which was to take a safety pin and put it on your clothes, and that meant that you were an ally and that you were safe. And I saw I saw this and I thought at first I thought, oh, that's kind of that's kind of cool. And then in the last couple of days, it's just grown and grown. Now you can buy them safety pins at the Etsy store. You can get rainbow ones. There are people that are putting them on trees, like whole boxes of them. So you can grab them. You can put them on. Uh, people are getting tattoos of them. And it just <laughs> feels a little too self-righteous to me at this point. And uh I got into about three different Facebook <laughs> fights. Christy oh, spent the better no. part of today arguing with people <laughs> well, on Facebook. And it's not even this. arguing. It's um, that I, I basically kind of went off Facebook after Election Day because it was just too much. I have about three friends that are Trump supporters and I couldn't handle the gloating. Um, yeah, yeah. And so I, I just had to just you know, weed myself from it. And I came back in this whole safety pin. People are changing their profile pictures to it. They're talking, they're doing selfies with it on and saying, I'm safe. You know, here I am. And to me, what it's become is it, it went from its intent, which is I'm going to wear it. And so, you know, you know, if someone is being harmed, that I'm a safe person to now it's like this, um, hashtag, not all white people accessory. Yeah. And, And it's, very self-fresh and it feels that now now it's almost like turned where i'm not going to wear one and i feel that people are going to assume that i voted for trump so to me it's more like you feel safe and you can see another person like i know that that person voted for hillary that's Mm. that's what it's become and it's lost all its meaning which has turned into this huge thing and i i put a post like read this oh because a woman wrote about this uh a uh, woman of color. She's a local um, writer. She does um, radio shows. She wrote this. She wrote a Facebook post about it and was attacked, and from white people who were wearing them and defending their right to wear it, and actually called the radio station that she works for, trying to get her fired. God damn. And yeah, because it's a it's a local public radio affiliate. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Right. And this whole thing has gotten insane. Is. So <laughs> right, I just put up a post of her article saying, Hey, you guys have missed the point of this whole thing that you say that you're a white safe ally, but you tried to get me fired from my job, right? So yeah. um the this whole thing exploded and I just wrote and said, Step one to being a good ally, shut up and listen. And if reading this makes you feel uncomfortable or sad or disappointed shut up and listen and read it again like (laughs) this is someone who's telling you how they feel and i've had people like message me and say well i kind of need a person of color to tell me how they feel about it and not just you 
God damn. <laughs> and then, all right. Can I? Can I? Can yes, I, please weigh in. Am I a jerk? All right. I, I just promoted myself to chief justice. Sorry. <laughs> so you want to know you, if you're a jerk for judging people, basically, <laughs> right? Is that is that really what you want? You want to be? Are you a jerk for judging them? No, I mean just for this whole thing, like. I I mean right, just yeah. jumping in on all Where these do you posts? come down on the safety pin thing? Yeah. All right. I I I am ready to rule. Okay. <laughs> I need I need some some uh, uh what's the old the old court show the dun 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 <laughs> dun, 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 dun whatever that, that yeah, we need judge that. people's Wapner, court yeah. the judge people's court the people's court. So spoken. So he, here's the thing. I think that move, movements like this they start out organically and they start out just a bunch of people who are really truly hurting together and they find solace and some space that they can feel some healing in when when they know they can band together and they're they're not alone Mm -hmm. in the hurt that they feel because the hurt that they feel is fucking real yeah i felt it i'm just not one to wear a safety pin to 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 show (laughs) um but then with like anything with the anything that is good the internet is going to fucking ruin. Right. <laughs> and and that's what happens here. Now, I think that they still feel that that same purity about it, but and this is the problem with liberal politics and liberals in general. This is a problem. It's these people who are professional, they're professionally outraged. Yes. That's that's what they do in their whole life is if you use the wrong term, whether it be a gender term or whatever, because all this is all fluid. It's changing all the time. Mm-hmm. Look, I'm an ally. I, I haven't spoken to my, my mother, the woman who gave me, my, gave me life in like a decade because of my stance on gay marriage 10 years ago, 12 years ago. So I am an ally. But you know what? I, I step on my dick once in a while. I say the wrong word, whatever. But my heart is still loving and mm-hmm. pure and wanting good things. But there is an element within your your flavor, Christy. The su- well, it's your super- flavor now, too, Jesse. It's official. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> You're registered. Ah, uh, you just called me out. Did so- you get your mandatory abortion? <laughs> yeah, actually, two of them already. You I do said. look more attractive, though, now that you've registered. We- you get a free one after 10, Jeremy. So I- I'm really trying to, I'm trying to get up there. So-, so I would say you're not a jerk, but you're... Maybe the fact that you're a little angsty over the election mm-hmm. caused you to have less patience than you normally would have over this. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say you're a jerk. I would say that you're just maybe your empathy uh, circuit kind of short circuited, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah. you know that's the that's the other thing is um, wh- whoever the, the the woman is who wrote the article, she's clearly coming from a place of of. Of, of 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 a reality, what her view is. It's right. it's like right now with these protesters who are out there, and I I may think it's a little well I I I'm, it's not that I may think it's a little goofy, I think it's goofy to protest a free and fair election. Right. I do. <laughs> However, that doesn't take away from their pain. What they're feeling is fucking real, and it it, it is it is palpable. And the, the energy that they're they're expending right now, if anything, and I know I'm sidetracking this whole segment, <laughs> but if anything, they're sending a message to Donald Trump that he's got a lot of goddamn work mm-hmm. to do because of the damage he's done over the last 18 months. So sure. you can dis, you can disagree with it, but still understand that there's some pure motive behind it. So I think you just it's not jerkiness. It's mm-hmm. just 
your your normal level of empathy kind of just it it fluctuated in its power <laughs> supply. Well, and that's that's what I've said before is I understand that you want to wear it because you're having feelings. I'm mad and sad and disappointed and upset and grieving big time. And and I wish that a pin on my shirt fixed that, but it doesn't. And I just want people to admit that that's all it is for them. Mm-hmm. No, but I wouldn't I wouldn't even go that far, Christy. I think that if if it makes them feel good to see mm-hmm. someone else with a pen and know that they're not alone, that can be a powerful thing. Oh, for sure. And, but that's not telling them that that's not saying that they're an ally for people of color, because if that were the case, if they were really hardcore into this and that's all they they would be wearing a Black Lives Matter a, year, a month ago. Right? Yeah, that, that that's true. I mean, I actually or, saw or a comment maybe, where a woman maybe, said, I didn't even know it was this bad until the election. Like, you didn't know that life was bad for people of color until this election? Until yeah. Tuesday? Are you joking me? Because now they're feeling oppressed. Their guy didn't win, right? Or woman. Um, didn't win, and now they're sad. And, they're and now like, they're, look, they're looking around, and they're seeing that they are... They're they're sharing the same emotions and problems as people of color right. now, and now they notice. Right. That's that's for sure shitty, but you know that's I think that's the human condition. Yeah, and I guess it's a good first step. And I just think yeah. that wearing a pin and also doing something. Yes, but I, I listen. Overall, here's what I think. I think that the pin really isn't about doing anything. It's about making someone feel good who is in in they're internally in turmoil because we have a fucking fascist orange face Fuhrer getting ready to take office. That's for a, sure. Yeah. So I'm I would I'd give him a pass and okay. like in a month if they're still yakking about the pen, I tell them to shut their mouth and go do something. <laughs> well, you should definitely check out my <laughs> Facebook post to read some of this asinine stuff that went on. <laughs> I will. Maybe I'll okay. get involved. Oh, yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's um, let's do this. T-minus three minutes and counting. Five, four, three, two, one. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. So, Mr. Jesse, have you have you heard much about Donald Trump's plans for space <laughs> for the space program? No, NASA. actually, I haven't. In fact, uh, on our next episode, we're going to talk about his first hundred days in office. Ugh. And I, Ugh. because you know, I'm I'm a professional. I don't really prepare until right before the episode. <laughs> I haven't even really looked at it. So, no, I would be. You know me. I'm maybe not quite as much of a nerd about space as you are. Yeah. But it is it is something that I am uh, pretty interested in. Yeah. So, I mean, I f- I follow a lot of people that really like nerd out about <laughs> space stuff uh and so i've been reading quite a bit about it leading up to the election and i mean hands down everybody is not did not want him to to, to get in charge um that that said uh th- it's actually kind of interesting so there's one thing that could i guess be good i mean i feel gross saying that <laughs> saying that it could be good uh <laughs> and then there's a lot of stuff that's going to be really bad and i would definitely say the bad outweighs the good, if you could call it that. But so he's very, and this is probably not surprising. He's very excited about human spaceflight. 
he says that you know, we need to take you know the, the NASA and F- Florida specifically needs to to take lead again like we did back in the 60s when we got to the moon and we need to be out there exploring you know the the reaches of the solar system um so human space flight he's very interested in that uh he's been very outspoken about basically bolstering th- our partnerships or I say our NASA's partnerships with commercial with private companies like SpaceX and Boeing, SpaceX and Boeing are actually making, you know, the the next uh, crew transports that are going to help us get our astronauts to the international space station. Because right now, interestingly enough, they have to get a ride on a Russian rocket. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No kidding. (laughs) So that relationship buddies there. (laughs) So um, yeah, that's going to be a lot easier going forward. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe we can get a discount. (laughs) Maybe we can get a discount on those seats. But to be clear, he doesn't know anybody in Russia. Right. Never heard of them. No idea. Doesn't even know where it is. Couldn't even point out where the country is on a map. (laughs) Um, so, uh, Anyway, That's probably true. so <laughs> yeah, uh, so they're gonna be they're gonna be focusing on that. They're gonna be focusing on uh, human space flight, which I you know is kind of cool. Like that gets me excited. Um, that said, a lot of the people that I follow, like in that world of astronomy and and space exploration, um, really push. I mean, they everybody gets excited about human space flight, obviously, but uh, they really push robotic exploration because it's a lot less risky. It's a lot less expensive. Uh, it's obviously a lot easier to send a robot to Pluto as opposed to sending a person to Pluto. Um, sure. All that kind of stuff. Um, so, you know, that, that could be one thing. The, the bad part is, is that he's going to his plan anyway, his stated plan, who knows what's actually going to happen. But what he really wants to do is basically cut all of the earth science stuff that NASA's doing. So all of the uh, programs that we have, like weather satellites. Yeah. All the climate satellites. Right. Because he doesn't GPS, believe that exists. You know, all the stuff that NASA's helped develop that has now been passed on to the commercial sector, uh, climate sciences, like all that kind of stuff. He f- has stated anyway that he wants to defund that or 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 take NASA a different direction and leave that science up to private organizations or, or other organizations and and really focus on human spaceflight. So I mean that kind of that part gets me excited just because I think human spaceflight is awesome. But uh, you know it doesn't matter <laughs> if we're trying to get to Mars if we completely destroy this planet we're on. Um, and terrifyingly enough, has already talked about putting this guy named Myron Ebel in front in charge of the EPA and he is a a well-known climate climate change denier doesn't think that it's real just like you said earlier Trump has said as much himself that it's manufactured by China Um, (laughs) so you know I would say that in this case you know there's a small piece of that news that gets me kind of excited (laughs) the flip side of that coin is it doesn't matter because we're all going to burn to death anyway well let me let me rain on your parade just a little bit uh one is um i think likely and this is just more just my take on why he would want to push for man's space flight and that's because he grew up during the kennedy era and he mm-hmm. saw that yeah. how kennedy is revered yep. for that speech you know but the other thing is i don't know how we would pay for it because mm-hmm. if he gets his tax plan through we're looking at a 10 trillion 
That's a $10,000 billion deficit. That is a made-up number. (laughs) That is not a real number. That independent experts have estimated will be our deficit, which will – that's 50% of our current national debt. Yeah. um, That will be saddled on the American people because of his irrational um, tax plan that he has proposed. So there might not be any money. You know, we might have another fucking dust bowl in Oklahoma based on this jackass. So don't well, don't start counting your chickens before they're hatched there. Yeah. Jeremy. Elon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. I hate to 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 to, to rain on ye old parade. That's <laughs> uh, all right. That's all right. You're you're uh you may not be sensational, but you're a realist. <laughs> <laughs> Bringing it back. Uh Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right, Jesse. Uh, so if people if people want to uh, find you and find your show and all that stuff, what's uh, what's the best place for them to go? Uh, go on Google and search my last name, Dolomore, D-O-L-L-E-M-O-R-E. That's it. Cool. I mean, there's I could give you all the addresses and blah, 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 but you can put that in the show notes. And yep. I'm sure they're not that interested. I'm listen. I am so not sensational that no one's going to go check it out. (laughs) And that's the way to find your um, YouTube channel as as well. That's right. That's the name. Well, Dollamore. That's I'm Dollamore on Twitter. I'm Dollamore on YouTube. I'm Dollamore on Facebook. I'm yeah. I just I got it all wrapped up. I'm Dollamore dot com. I'm (laughs) Dollamore. Dollamore. Yeah. Dollamore dot biz. No, no dot biz. Oh, that's me. Yeah, no, I'm the, <laughs> I'm the <laughs> that redirects to nerdoutloudbod.com. <laughs> Dollamore.biz is us, yeah. Uh, all right. All right. Well, Jesse, thank you for coming on. Yeah, thank you, guys. I love you guys. I think you guys do a great job. Uh, I, I always am a little a little pissed when I don't find your show popping up <laughs> in my, in my podcatcher. So you need to do a better job of appeasing me and what my needs are and what, <laughs> For sure. what my wants are. Now that we're settled dropping... in the house, it, that it'll be more consistent. Good. Yeah. That is good news for me and your audience. But more importantly, good news for me. <laughs> <laughs> welcome, welcome to the good side, Jesse. Yeah, I know. I, look, I'm not. I'm proud of it. I'm. 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 I'm a conservative Democrat. That's ultimately what I am. So it's yeah. what I was before. I just wasn't official with the party designation. So yeah. you and Hillary Clinton. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but you're both conservative. Yeah, she's Democrats. way too conservative for me. <laughs> uh. All right. All right, guys. Well, it's gonna be okay. Just keep moving that conversation forward. <laughs> as, ah, nice. As a, as a friend of mine likes to say. Um. All right, Jesse. Do you have any last words? Never. Vote for Trump? (laughs) (laughs) That sounded like a question. Christina. Too late. (laughs) (laughs) Never date a Republican? (laughs) (laughs) Let your nerd flag fly. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Think critically with Jesse D. We talk about the news of the week. 